0: Welcome back, everyone, to the Irrational Sports Podcast. It is Sunday night, post-Niners season opener. Drew is with us. And, Drew, how you feeling?
1: Oh, I'm hanging in there. It's been a rough weekend, you know, between BYU coming back down to earth and showing everybody their true colors. And now the Niners, you know, seeming, a seemingly uh, winnable game uh, came up short. But, you know, we, we kind of expected it.
0: They say the secret to a happy life is properly managed expectations. Mm -hmm. And you and I had this penciled in as a loss. I think we expected them to struggle to compete with the Vikings. But despite all that, you're totally right. It feels like one that got away. Mm -hmm. This was a winnable game that due to mistakes and miscues and lack of execution in the red zone, they could not walk out of Minnesota with a win.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I still think Minnesota is obviously a better team than us, but a lot of it was self-inflicted. Yes, um, I, I don't feel like they necessarily uh, beat us in all facets. It was just a lot of mistakes and and the missed opportunities and turnovers and, and the injuries hurt. I mean, let's, mm-hmm. let's you know we'll get into all that, but yeah, it was uh, you know it it was good to see that we only lost by a touchdown to one of the best teams in the NFL. At you know, at their their stadium where the the crowd was crazy loud and um, you know everybody was pumped up. I mean, it was a tough environment, and so there there's a silver lining in this one.
0: No, there definitely is. And like you mentioned, we think about Minnesota as the top defense as far as points allowed last season. An extremely tough game on the road against a team that made it to the NFC Championship last year, and. It still felt right there, and despite injuries and turnovers and everything else, the team was still in this up until the very end, which I do think is an encouraging sign as we look ahead to the rest of the season, that they they rebound and they respond well to to adversity. But I think with that in mind, let's talk about some of the positives, and I think one of the big ones is, you take away that pick six, they held Minnesota's offense to 17 points.
1: Yeah, the defense was, was really solid. Um we had we put pressure i mean i would have liked to see a little more Mm -hmm. but considering we're lacking that that true pass rusher i mean buckner got two and a half sacks i think we had three sacks total buckner had two and a half and then he shared half with um uh what's his name number 98 he's a he's a rotation guy Mm -hmm. uh his name escapes me but but uh ronald blair he shared that with ronald blair um, and, we, and we had some other times where we put pressure on him. But Buckner, man, I mean, he almost equaled his entire uh, sack total of last year. He only had three last year. Mm-hmm. So off to a great start. Um, the secondary played pretty well. We, we held Dalvin Cook. I mean, he only had about 50 rushing yards. Um, he was very slippery at times. We could not bring that guy down. That was frustrating. But overall, if you hold them to 17 points – um, in their home stadium, I would say we we got a good shot at winning.
0: Yeah, and as we look at the team, especially like you were like you mentioned regarding the defense, I think overall strong against the run. We still have questions about how this team is going to generate a good, consistent pass rush. But Buckner really showed up today; had a tremendous game rushing the passer where he could. The other guy that really stood out to me was the rookie. Fred Warner from our alma mater yeah. BYU, you know, subbing in for Ruben Foster and had an absolute tremendous game. Finished with twelve tackles and was really all over the place.
1: Well, I'm going to correct you there, Ken, because I don't think he's subbing in for Ruben Foster. I think he's going <laughs> to play alongside him. <laughs> he when will Reuben be. Comes back. Yes. He ain't going anywhere. No, that, that's going to be a dynamic duo. Just like we had a few years ago with Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman, mm-hmm. it's it's going to be fun to watch. He was he was all over the place. He finished with 12 tackles, so um, you got to be excited about that. He was definitely a bright spot in the game.
0: Yeah, he was fantastic. I think one of the really only quibbles I have with the defense, uh, Sherman obviously played well, didn't really get burnt for much, but on both touchdowns that the Vikings had, our DBs failed to turn their heads. Mm-hmm. And we were pretty high in the secondary. This doesn't mean that the secondary is bad or a bust, but there just were a few mental lapses in the game. Not many, but enough that definitely hurt us.
1: And, and the difference in those in those two plays were they were perfect passes too. I yeah. Mean it, like J- Jimmy missed some passes. That one to Kittle in the end zone. Oh. I mean, put it on him. He was,
0: it was right there.
1: And he threw it over his head. Like Cousins made the throws when he had to mm-hmm. even i mean even on the play that uh he hit Diggs, there was good coverage you just didn't get his head around but yeah. the ball was dropped perfectly in, Dig, in Diggs' arms no that, so, that is a really
0: good point cousins was was laser accurate on those two touchdown throws and that, that was yep. would have been hard to defend regardless
1: and and that's part of our problem in the red zone is um we're just not executing Mm-mm. whether it's the quarterback whether it's drop passes whether penalties we, we've got to figure out a way to be more consistent in the red zone.
0: And it's it's odd, too, because this is really something that's carried on from the Harbaugh days. So this used to frustrate us even mm-hmm. in the Alex Smith-Kaepernick days where the team was constantly settling for field goals inside the red zone. They lacked that true threat. And, and, you know, Kittle, again, that missed pass, Kittle, I think, is emerging as a solid red zone threat given his size. But obviously you got to execute in those situations. And, of course, too... The the Alfred Morris fumble at the one just was absolutely brutal.
1: Yeah, it was, and and he didn't play much after that. I don't know no. if you noticed that, but he was pretty much out of the game.
0: Yeah, that was that was tough. You had you had a chance at the half to to tie it up right there after that long drive,
1: but and then and then get the ball to start the second half.
0: Yeah, and to really create some space. You know, we did allude to him, but I, I think aside from, from Kittle's you know, solid game, there was also that long pass from Jimmy where he had his guy beat and the ball slipped off his hands. Mm-hmm. But yeah. regardless, a strong game receiving for him, and then also the rookie, Dante Pettis, getting his first career touchdown yeah. on his first career catch.
1: Yeah, he did what, what Kittle couldn't do. Kittle had a good game. He, mm-hmm. he looks like a very explosive, athletic tight end. Yeah. Uh, he missed that big pass, but... Still had a good game. Had five catches for 90 yards, something like that. But Pettis made a great catch in the end zone, and it was a great play by by uh, Garoppolo extending the play and mm-hmm. and just chucked the ball up, and and Pettis reached out and got it in the corner of the end zone, and that was I went crazy on that one. That was awesome. <laughs> it was. An I was awesome up play. out of my seat on that one for sure. <laughs>
0: so was I. Well, and I was on an earlier play where he had Pettis in the end zone and the Vikings defender got his hand in there and was able to rip the ball Uh, off.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 that was a good play.
0: But definitely an an encouraging trend in the sense of we've gone out, we've targeted some skill players in the last two drafts, and no one is a superstar yet, but they're getting solid contributions from the Kittles, the Taylors, and the Pettises of the world, and heck, even from Matt Breda as as an undrafted free agent where this was always Balky's biggest sore spot. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Pettis wasn't even supposed to play as much as he did. You know, he a lot. It happened because Goodwin went out with that uh, looked like a thigh contusion. I think he'll be fine, but he got his his leg just knocked by a big lineman. Um, so hopefully he'll be good to go for next week.
0: Well, I, I look at that as kind of a ter- a carryover into the the negatives from the game. The injury bug really hit these guys hard.
1: Oh yeah, especially on the offensive line. I mean. We had two right guards go down. I, I still haven't heard the latest. Um, I, I feel like if it was serious, we would have heard by now. You know, yeah. if it was a broken bone or mm-hmm. a ligament, we would know. So that's encouraging. Um, so hopefully at least one of them will be back uh, next week against the Lions. But, man, we we had McGlinchey who – they said after the game had never ever played guard in his entire career, not even high school. Crazy. So he moved over to guard, and then you had Gary Gilliam, Gilliam at, at right tackle, and there were a few plays where you, you could tell it was definitely affecting, um, affecting the, you know Jimmy Garoppolo and his timing because right away people were in right right out, right in on him, putting pressure on him, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, consequently threw three picks
0: well and I look at this is this is kind of a, the compounding effect of what happens wow now that...
1: sorry for interrupting but Aaron <laughs> Rodgers just threw an absolute <laughs> dying did you see that
0: I did not I, I went upstairs and I, I didn't turn the TV on up here
1: wow that is what we need from Jimmy G right there that was amazing
0: man jeez Aaron Rodgers is unreal
1: oh, what a ball
0: well, and you know that was a really brave decision by the pack to even send him back out because let's be honest, Khalil Mack has been straight up murdering the Packers in the yeah. first half. Oh man, uh, you, we need to talk about I him in a little bit.
1: Him. I wish we had him.
0: Can you imagine what that would have done for our pass rush?
1: Oh, I know. It would have. It would have completely changed our defense.
0: Would have been like, crazy. You,
1: we, we immediately turn into a top ten defense. Oh yeah, with Khalil Mack, easily. If if Demarcus Lawrence from the Cowboys is available, if he if they don't tag him again and he hits free agency, we gotta throw everything at him.
0: Yeah, that really does remain the missing piece on this defense is having that good having that edge rusher. They still don't have it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as talented as Buckner has been, I think that that remains the biggest the biggest. Missing well, imagine
1: piece. if we had the edge rusher. Yeah. What it would do for Buckner. Mm-hmm. Because you, you get an edge rusher, you force the quarterback inside, you know, oh, there's Buckner, bam! Yeah. You know, like, it would do wonders for him. Like, he, he's, he'd, he'd be, he'd be turned into an all-pro.
0: Mm-hmm. Which, <clears> and you, you notice the difference, I mean, just what the Vikings were able to do on defense against the Niners, and it's kind of that compounding effect of, with Breida's injury, you're going to be more reliant on the pass, and teams are going to pin back their ears and pass rush more, and then you kind of stack that on top with all the issues on the O-line today with the injuries, And although Jimmy was only sacked three times, there were he was constantly under pressure. Yeah, there were yeah a a lot of missed time throws, early throws, hurried throws, and obviously three interceptions is going to rest heavily on the quarterback. But despite all that, the the O line issues definitely contributed.
1: Yeah, and and again, the injuries were were a big problem, and you have to give credit to to the Vikings. Like they have one of the best front seven the Mm -hmm. best defensive lines in the league like we were gonna struggle this is a new offensive line there's three new guys in the offensive line so you know we were definitely gonna struggle we knew that was gonna happen um so you know jimmy's gotta clean it up he made some poor decisions um but luckily we're not gonna face a defensive line like that (laughs) week in and week out it's you know the lions won't won't be as formidable
0: No that is definitely The encouraging piece And obviously To the Vikings secondary Was extremely tough Yeah For these guys to face today And you know This is a little bit worrisome Because everyone kind of knew Going into the season That one of Jimmy's weak spots Was a combo of the deep ball And also just He was a little Turnover happy From time to time yeah. um, And I don't remember what the, what the What the Vegas overrunner Was for interceptions On the year for him. I think it was right About 14 which he's well on his way at this point after three today. Uh, but yeah. that definitely remains a concern. I mean, just you know, losing the turnover battle, four turnovers to one, it's hard to come back from.
1: And, you know, this might be where we really miss a guy like McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Because if you have him, Jimmy may not be forced to force so many balls in. Yeah. Because you've always got that outlet mm-hmm. of a guy like McKinnon. Like, we're watching the Bears right now, Tariq Cohen. To have a guy like that in our offense, a, a weapon like that out of the backfield—that's what we were expecting in McKinnon. And he's—he's he's kind of a safety net for a quarterback. And and with without that, um, you know, it, I think it makes Jimmy—it uh, just gives him one less option and makes yeah. him force the ball more.
0: Hey, there were definitely a lot of forced balls today. I mean, I think you know Garcono ended up with two catches on like six or seven targets. Um, a lot of very tight windows they were trying to force the ball into today. Yeah, and you're totally right. Having that good receiver backfield changes things.
1: Mm-hmm. And they didn't, they didn't really. I, I think uh, Breda had Breda had maybe two receptions. Mm-hmm. I know Morris didn't have any, so they didn't really use the running back in the passing game.
0: No, they really didn't. And I kind of wonder if that approach is going to change in the next few weeks. If they either try to incorporate these guys anymore, or if they go out, in you know, kind of the waiver wire free agency and try to find a guy that can come in and pick up some of the slack
1: yeah, I don't know. I, I the running back I mean that talking about one of the negatives, the running back position is a concern for me. Um, you know Alfred Morris that was a h- huge fumble and mm-hmm. he didn't play after that. No, so I'm, I'm anxious to see you know are they gonna throw him back in there? Did they did he lose their trust? He fumbled twice in a row by the way. I don't know if you noticed, but the the play before that he fumbled.
0: Oh, it really? Just
1: to, it just happened to pop right back into his arms.
0: I didn't catch that.
1: The very next play he fumbled and we lost it. And his excuse was: they asked him, he said, "My yeah. arms were were sweaty." <laughs> I'm like, dude, that's weak.
0: That's super weak. Then
1: wipe your arms, or you know, get some armbands, whatever. Don't. That's an excuse.
0: Yeah. Not a good sign moving forward. Well, you know, you and I talked last week about the possibility of seeing Richie James out there. It almost kind of a a jet sweep, kind of change of pace, position, although he's not a traditional running back. Um, Did not dress for the game today, but I do kind of wonder if that approach changes next week.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I did see – I saw them line up um, Trent Taylor in the backfield one play. Mm -hmm. Um, He wasn't much of a factor. He had a couple catches, but didn't seem like he was as involved as he was last year. No, he really wasn't.
0: No, and and I think, again, I think part of that, though, does go credit to the Vikings secondary because, obviously, Goodwin being injured didn't help matters. Um, But, you know, Garcon had a hard time getting separation. Um, There really was not a lot open out there, right? I mean, it was Kittle had five catches, and after that it's, you know, four to Taylor. Not a lot of yards, but I think just those little underneath patterns is what was opening up for him.
1: Yeah. But, uh, yeah, ultimately, I mean, missed opportunities was a big thing in this game I mean uh, you know and that goes in conjunction with the red zone mm-hmm. woes that we continue to face Yeah, that we that continue to plague us you know four trips I think to the red zone today when we got one touchdown um, that's that's unacceptable we've got to figure out a way to get the ball in the end zone um, we should have at least had two Jimmy you know that was that was that rests on yeah. him that ball to, 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 that, that to, ball to Kittle was
0: a huge ball. missed opportunity
1: yeah so, so yeah. A lot of points that, that, left out there. Yeah, that's that's ultimately the difference in the game was just the missed opportunities. We didn't make the plays when we needed to, and um, you know, in the red zone, inefficiency.
0: Well, let's talk game balls real fast. I mean, still a loss, but some good, good positive things to take away. Who's who's your uh, offensive game ball for for week one here?
1: Yeah, my my offensive game ball. There, I, I didn't think there were any real. Um, standouts on the offense. Uh, Jimmy spread the the ball around pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Jimmy, uh, you know, I don't think he deserves it with three interceptions. But <laughs> my game ball was on the offense goes to Dante Pettis. First game, wasn't expecting to play much. He's a rookie and uh, had a couple big catches for us. Uh, the, the biggest being the, the touchdown pass. So my my offensive game ball goes to Dante Pettis.
0: Excellent call. And on the defensive side. <clears throat> I, I think I really got a lane. Buckner, two and a half yeah. sacks is huge. Lots of lots of QB pressure. Um, I would not be opposed to nominating Warner either in his first game yeah. as a pro, kind of like Pettis. Honor,
1: honorable mention goes to, uh, to Warner.
0: Yeah, in, including, you know, 12 tackles, one tackle for loss, pass deflection, and a QB hit. It was all over the place today.
1: Yeah, and, and my bonehead of the game goes to... Uh, <laughs> solomon
0: thomas dude everyone in the stadium knew what they were doing uh, everyone knew except for you solomon didn't he go to stanford yeah huh? Like, yeah
1: I, I just feel it, like his awareness i i just don't get it and, yeah. and, and again i'll say it i didn't really notice him in this game one did tackle today yeah yeah like i it just
0: i noticed uh yeah. armstead stood out quite a bit more than thomas did
1: Yeah, Armstead was great in the running game. Yeah, but yeah, I mean Thomas, number three overall pick, and
0: just I feel like they're getting nothing out of him at this point. Yeah, it's disappointing. See more. Well, next week the Lions come to Levi Stadium in lovely Santa Clara, (laughs) in the shadow of uh, Great America amusement park, (laughs) and the
1: temperatures aren't too hot. Oh, yeah. there midday.
0: Yeah, let's hope the east side stands uh, aren't totally vacant like they usually are yeah. d- during uh, September day games. And I think the one benefit for the Niners just out of the gate is that the Lions have got to play on Monday night this week and then have got to file short away to California. So they're coming off of yeah. a short week and some travel. Um, that alone is going to be helpful. And I think also they're not going to see a defense like they saw this week.
1: No. No, not yet. I mean, the Rams. Uh, you know, we play in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. They'll be a very good defense. Uh, I think the uh, the I thought the Chargers defense is really good, but man, the Chiefs put Dude, it on they them. They torched tight today. Ridiculous.
0: Yeah, Pat Mahomes is looking pretty good. One week. It's one weekend, but yeah, looking pretty stellar so far.
1: But yeah, the Lions defense doesn't compare to the uh, the the Vikings. So I expect us to come out and put a lot more points up. This has got to be a win because we got, you know, the next two weeks really tough games. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, we talked about this through the first like seven weeks, really tough. So Mm -hmm. you got to win a game like this. Yeah, you got to take the
0: games that you think you can take. But this this feels very much like a winnable game. I think obviously, after tomorrow we see what happens with the Jets. We'll get a better idea of what to make of the Lions. But um, Matt Stafford, a very good quarterback but overall I don't think they're going to be quite as strong offensively or defensively as uh as the Vikings and that's going to change things up a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean the offense they they'll put up points. They they it's they're a good offense mm-hmm. but I uh, yeah, I think we've got a better defense than them and you know, we're at home, it should be it should be a W. Yeah, it should be a W. And, and I we've think to I... we've got to clean stuff up. We got to score in the red zone. Mm-hmm. No, the turnovers. You know, we, we that that can be an issue. We gotta clean stuff up.
0: Yeah. This is gonna sound like one of those dumb pre game talking heads, but really it's win the turnover battle next week, you win the game. Yep. Just don't have Jimmy throw three INTs this time and everything's alright.
1: Yes. Protect <laughs> our thirty million dollar quarterback. Yes, yeah,
0: seriously. Well yeah, and, and hopefully we'll get some news as the week goes on about what to expect from the O line. Um, if we're gonna have a healthy right card playing or what's gonna happen with that O line reshuffle. Yeah. That's going to be well, a bit of a mystery, too.
1: Yeah, I don't... I mean, what Garnett... Uh, yeah, Garnett was carted off the field. But mm-hmm. Like I said, if it was a fracture, we would know by now.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So I don't... Or, you know, if it was an Achilles tear, we would know by now.
0: Yeah, seems strange that nothing's been reported at this point. Yeah. Well, as we mentioned earlier, uh, Khalil Mack was laying waste to the Packers <clears throat> until the Packers stuck Aaron Rodgers back out there because Aaron Rodgers is a freaking magician. Um... That being said, Raiders, what were you thinking? I mean, I, I know you got two expensive guys on your roster if you keep Mac, But it's not just that. It's the fact that they traded them and gave away a second-round pick in the process.
1: Yeah. They're, I don't know what's oh, going on there's there. There's
0: no way that was the strongest offer they had. There's no way.
1: I, I'm, I would love to know what the Niners offered, if they offered the same. Yeah. A, a lot of people... Think that uh, the Raiders chose the Bears because they think the Bears are the, the were the worst team out of all the teams that mm. offered. Although, yeah. I heard the Jets offered. I, I would say the Jets are not as good as the Bears. Yeah, so well, and I gotta they, imagine
0: too. Although, um, although the we don't know if the Niners made an offer. If they had, though, you'd have to imagine that the embarrassment. We, we do
1: know they made an offer. Lynch. Oh, they did. Okay. It. Yep. Lynch. Lynch definitely confirmed that.
0: Ooh, Packers are scoring again. this game just got interesting. It did. Look at that. But i got to imagine for the Raiders, right, the embarrassment of keeping your most talented defensive player in the same market, at least for the next two years, especially if he plays well, is going to be pretty embarrassing. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's unfortunately probably a good reason why they they pass on the of the Niners. But, you know, I'd have a very hard time being a Raiders fan right now. Between the whole we're taking the team, moving them to Vegas, this just kind of dumb, you know, trading away Khalil Mack, it's got to be hard to be a Raiders fan. Oh, yeah except for the people that ride or die with the Raiders for life.
1: Well, and did you hear that the city of Oakland was talking about suing the Raiders or Yeah,
0: or? which you know what? I'm okay with that because the Raiders still owe Oakland money for that monstrosity that they yeah. built there at the Oakland Coliseum. That's one of the things I struggle with, it's when the teams, you know, bounce like the even the Rams, I think the Rams left St. Louis a few hundred million dollars on the hook for their stadium. Yeah. Like, it seems like if you move, you should at least be paying off whatever the stadium financed for, you know, what they did for you.
1: Yeah. I agree. That's messed up.
0: Yeah. Well, I did not watch a lot of other ball today aside from the Niners and then just this little bit of the Packers and the Bears. Anything else that stood out to you today?
1: Well, I definitely watched enough for the both of us. Um, (laughs) Good man. (laughs) I'm still watching. Uh, you know, we talked about the Chiefs. That was an impressive Mm -hmm. win. Tyreek Hill, um, watched some of the Cowboys game. They looked, that, that offense looks awful. Looks lost against Carolina. Um, the Seahawks lost.
0: They did. They did. Well, and you know, it's funny. I was texting my sister who's married to a Seahawks fan. My brother-in-law is a very good Seahawks fan. And she was actually talking to me. She's like, man, they would be getting killed if they were playing a halfway decent team. And they lost anyway. I mean, they ended up losing regardless, but...
1: Well, I, I think Denver's a surprise. They 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 got a good defense. Maybe Keena makes it a little better. I don't yeah. think they're any a pushover, but no, it um, won't
0: be as bad as last year. I I think that's definitely true. No. I think you know Keena may not be great, but he's better than whatever they had out there last year.
1: I was watching some of the game, and you know, uh, Wilson was up to his old Houdini tricks, just mm-hmm. running it all, all over the place, and <laughs> chucking the ball down the field. And that's what he does, man. Passes, yeah, drives me nuts.
0: But it works. But man, I think they play the Bears next week, and Khalil Mack is gonna feast on that offensive line.
1: Oh, I hope so.
0: Oh, it's gonna be crazy.
1: I hope so. Well,
0: we will be excited, dude. Well, uh, we've got, I guess, a week to wick- lick our wounds and then get ready for uh, for the Lions.
1: Yeah, yeah, and a must-win, in my opinion. We gotta win. Yeah, gotta, gotta st- win at home. Yeah, you don't want to
0: start and, at and, 0-4, which is a and, possibility if they lose to the Lions.
1: We need to start. We need to start building some home field advantage too. We yeah. Levi Stadium has not it just hasn't been a great home field No, it for hasn't. Us. We have, I mean, we've not been a good team at home. It, it's got to change.
0: Yeah, it, it kind of started 2014, you know, with kind of the curse of Harbaugh Balky and all that that cold war nonsense going on. And then yeah. it's never never been a good home field for us. Yeah, it's kind of a shame. Did you see that whole thing where they were turning a suite at Levi's into like a Top Golf virtual reality suite.
1: Yes, it's yes. Like, and come on, man. Tweeting back. Yeah, it's like, what are we trying to do? We yeah. rather have people playing golf than watching the game. Isn't the whole point of going to the game to watch the game?
0: Yeah. Well, uh, that is it? that's the problem with the NFL these days, right? Like the in-game Money. experience. Yeah, it's geared around yeah. the corporate seats. You know, all that kind of stuff. A few days ago, I, I popped up the uh, the old last <clears> game at the stick against the Falcons. And the you know Nav- Navarro's oh, pick the six, Bowman.
1: yeah, Bowman's pick six, that was awesome. Man,
0: that place was so loud. Yeah. And you know, well, it just it had that nobody, vibe nobody to it. Nobody
1: can afford a game at, at Levi's. No, That's dude. The other problem, it's crazy, just too expensive.
0: And if you can, you were so far from like the field. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Where the whole lower bowl is all just corporate stuff. So, yeah, it, it's a it's a bummer because I think I mean granted it's not unique to the Niners to have that, but. All new stadiums kind of have that effect, but I just feel like it's it's definitely exaggerated there in the Bay Area. Yeah. Which makes it harder to get the real fans there and get any kind of noise. Not to mention the heat to the east seats keeps people hiding out, mm-hmm. you know,
1: <laughs> in the concours. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan said something good today. I had a good quote he said, "You aren't a good team until you, until you start beating good teams." Yeah. And and I mean, that's true. We, we we gotta start winning mm-hmm. these, these games against these tough teams.
0: Yeah, so. and it's a reminder that despite all the hype and all the excitement, this is still a team that was six to ten last year, and it, it's it's progress is moving the right direction, but they're not there yet, yeah. and they gotta learn how to cut down to the turnovers and that you know those red zone blunders to get to that point. That's kind of those are the two big things keeping them from getting there right now. So. Mm-hmm. All right, dude. Well, we'll keep this a quick and tidy. Rushed Sunday evening recap. And uh, we don't even want to talk about the Giants because they're garbage.
1: Nope. No, thank you. 0 8
0: to start the month of September.
1: Yep. Every one... you, by the way, just one thing. This yeah. is like so so typical of how this season's going for
0: mm-hmm. us.
1: Did you see the latest injury?
0: Yeah. Another one of our rookies that got called up got hurt.
1: Yeah. Uh, Ryder Jones. Yeah. But did you hear how he got hurt? No. It was on a swing. He swung the bat And dislocated his knee <laughs> Like We oh are cursed Gosh I guess we sold our souls To the devil To, to win those did. Three World Series Cause my goodness. goodness Well Still worth it yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah at the same time I'm like Man Everyone associated With this With this front office Has got to be fired For the season I'm just so sick uh, of it Me too Like oh, oh, and 8 This team has no fight No fire You know no one can hit still, like just clean house. Fire the hitting instructor, fire Sabian, fire Evans, everybody. Fire John Barr, the, yeah. d- the
1: guy in charge of the draft. I, I saw somebody tweet something the other day. Mm-hmm. Since we drafted, I want to say, it, like our first round picks since Bumgarner, I think it was. We haven't had a single guy No. since Bumgarner. In the in terms of the first round picks.
0: Yeah, I think was Panic may have been a was Panic a first rounder,
1: but it, that's our. I mean, I, but I guess,
0: guess that's he true. Was... He he worked out at first, but he dude, he's really dropped off, which sucks. Yeah. but he's really
1: yeah, what lost the heck happened it. to Panic? Yeah, I mean, I guess he's the the most noteworthy in the mm-hmm. list, but
0: yeah,
1: we we have not hit on a first rounder since since Bumgarner. No, and that, like you can't you can't win
0: changes are gotta, coming. got to
1: hit on the first rounders. And so.
0: while I while I doubt it's going to happen, I I think at this point I'm holding out hope that us really just kind of stinking it up these last few weeks hopefully just pushes the needle more and more in that direction of you got to tear it down
1: and start over. Yeah, I, I just don't see it. They're too no, loyal. They are. Dude. The, the, the guys in charge aren't going anywhere.
0: No. I think you're right. They're too loyal to just just keep running it back, right? They I think they they're valuing stability over actually competing. Yeah. It is a shame. All right, my friend. Well, let's uh, good luck this week, and I guess we'll be back next week after the Lions showdown.
1: That's right. Go Niners.
0: Go Niners. All right, good to see it. Thanks to Drew for jumping on tonight and talking Niners with us. A disappointing week one, but unlike the college football season, a week one loss is not the end of the world. So looking forward to the Lions game next week, and we will actually be back later this week for some college football talk after a very busy second weekend of the season. Don't forget, you can always find us on iTunes and on SoundCloud under the Rational Sports Pod. You can also hit us up via email, irrationalsportspod at gmail.com. And we will be back with more pods later in the week.